sixth round. TJ Hoshimazone. Yes. Lock it up. Who? What? Uh, TJ House of Vanilla. Uh, all right. TJ, TJ, who's your mama? Put him on the board. House Mazzoli. Got it. Championship. Yo, what's up? What's good? What's happening? Welcome back to the Weekend Waiver Wire. I'm your host, Steady Eddie Martin, and I'm here to give you all the ins and outs for the playoffs that start this week. That's right, we've made it. Hopefully you're in it, hopefully you're still contending, and hopefully we can get you that W so you can move on to the next round. That's what we're here for, it's what we're here to do. I know myself, I'm in the playoffs. Uh, Luckily I didn't have anybody playing tonight, and hopefully you didn't have anyone playing either, unless it was maybe Cam Akers or the Rams defense. But, again, this is the Weekend Waiver Wire, presented by Tap Room Sports Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Steady Eddie Martin, and man, do we got a show for you tonight. As we always break down every show, I'm just going to give you a little rundown of what you can expect. Uh, segment number one is going to be, a, you know, uh, the news and notes. Basically, who's in, who's out, who's hurt, uh, who should be playing, who should not be playing. We'll always break that down for you every week just so you can give a little heads up on uh, what you can expect out there this week. And then uh, segment number two, we're going to jump right into it. I got top fives. We got top fives at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I figure with the playoffs going, you're going to need a little bit more than just maybe one or two players. So we're going to go top fives uh, on the three, and then we'll also break down uh, some waiver wire pickups for the week, and we'll get some sits. Just trying to give you a little bit more info to help you get those W's uh, this week. I hope you guys have enjoyed the show so far. I appreciate all the questions that you guys have been sending me in. Again, if you still got those questions, eddie at taproomsportspodcast.com is the email. And then uh, you can always hit me up on Twitter at eddietsp. Again, that's at Eddie TSP. Uh, Got some questions I'm not hitting up on the show that you may want some answers to. I know this is pressure situations. Feel free to shoot me on Twitter. I'll get back to each and every one of you. Uh, That's definitely my promise to you. It's my guarantee. So let's just jump right into it, man. Tonight, I'm recording this on Thursday, as you could tell, as I just said tonight. Um, You know, we had a great start to the playoffs, like I said, if you had the Rams defense or Cam Akers. Akers kind of solidified himself as that number one spot here at the uh, Rams, as that running game's just been all up and down all year. Uh, But he had 195 total yards on the day. Uh, No touchdowns, though, which kind of hurt. But in my league, he had about 21 points. Uh, Hopefully you – I mean, I can't imagine you would have played him being it's week one. But if you have him – Definitely look to play him in the future. I think he's going to be a running back one uh, going forward. I mean, if he's getting the ball that much and having that much production, there's no reason why you shouldn't play him, especially when he gets down near the end of the year. Even as, um, you know, the Rams clinch and they're still getting that, you know, whatever spot they get in the playoffs, I think he still plays. He hasn't had much work this year, so it's not like he's going to have tired legs, which is always nice, especially this time of the year. Uh, then secondly, if you had the Rams defense, like we don't really talk too much defense. We we don't really give too much defense of love here on the show. But my God, 20 points in my league, but they had only three points allowed, one pick six, six sacks, just a monster, monster game. And I hope for all of you, because I want you all to win, that you didn't play any Patriots players. I mean, it really wasn't much of a chance for the Patriots this week anyway, uh, especially against that Rams defense that, you know, has been playing pretty solid. Top five defense in the league. Uh, Cam Newton was awful. He got benched in the fourth quarter. 
I barely threw for over 100 yards, if that. Another pick six that he threw where he threw it right to the defender. It was just an ugly game. Nobody really on that Patriots offense could really get it going. I mean, they on that interception that the uh, Patriots got, they were only able to get a field goal out of it, got down to the goal line, but overall just wasn't a good game. Uh, another player that you may have had that uh, you know had a little decent game was a uh, Cooper Cup. I think he ended up with uh, 50 yards and a touchdown today. You know, gives him about 13 to 14 points, gets you a nice little kickstart uh, for your fantasy week. And Cup's a guy that you probably were in there as a flex, maybe your second wide receiver too. Uh, wasn't a bad play, uh, but other than that, like Goff wasn't good. Uh, you didn't really have to throw the ball that much. Uh, so hopefully, you know, you stuck to those players that had the big days. And if not, well, then listen to the rest the show because you got some ground to make up so yeah that's uh you know it's a thursday night game and we're gonna be getting off into segment number two here which is the news and notes from the week uh, <clears throat> you know a lot of big things happening this week but before we get into that let's get a little word from one of our sponsors do you like sports yeah do you like beer yeah well the perfect podcast exists for you tune in every monday as i jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lats and me big ball and ben larson as we recap the weekend sports preview upcoming games and review quality craft brews on the taproom sports podcast available on spotify apple podcasts and wherever you get your podcast fix visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info All right, news and notes for the week, man. This is going to be a very important week, you know. You got to know everyone who's in, everyone who's out, you know, and everyone who's going to disappoint you, and we're going to get started right away with someone who's extremely disappointing. Been disappointing all year. You thought maybe you're going to get him back, but Christian McCaffrey. He practiced in limited fashion on Wednesday, thinking it was going to be a good start, but unfortunately, no practice on Thursday. And in my experience and all of your experience, I hope, Anyone who practices starts off the week practicing and then downgrades themselves to not practicing usually doesn't play on Sunday. It's depressing for all you Christian McCaffrey owners out there. I get it. Uh, there's some lead, you know, somebody that you might want to pick up. We'll bring up some waivers here later. But J.D. McKissick might be available on your league still. Uh, you know, Probably going to be the starter out in Washington. And then Peyton Barber, uh, if you have a deeper league, I mean, he's going to get those end zone touches, those tough ground, ground yards. So... I think he's in a, a, a decent option. Uh, McKissick, though, definitely be the one if he's available. <clears throat> coming out of Tampa, we got Mike Evans. Words coming out that Mike Evans may not be available this week. Unfortunately, he injured his hamstring last week, and um, everything looked good on Wednesday. It's another guy that practiced on Wednesday but is now missing a practice on Thursday. If that's the case, Mike Evans isn't playing, then A.B., Godwin, and even Gronk are going to have big weeks. They're going to have to go to somebody. We all know that Brady likes to throw the ball, and Godwin's going to be that possession guy, so you know he's going to get his, but now they're going to have one less person that they have to worry about targets, maybe like another 10 targets to go around. You know, that's going to be more opportunities, and all you can really ask for is opportunity, and they're going to shine. I feel like A.B. and Gronk are probably the ones who are going to get the most benefit if Mike Evans does not play. Uh, moving on, we got Daniel Jones, uh, who didn't play last week, but limited practice this week. This week so far, both Wednesday and Thursday, uh, looks like he's trending to play this week, which is good. Uh, I don't know if this really helps. Um, 
you know Daniel Jones's stock that much. I still don't think he's valuable viable to play, especially in the playoffs. But uh, you know it's going to help Sterling Shepard out a little bit, and definitely going to help out Wayne Gallman. Uh, Wayne Gallman, who should be in your lineups every day. Uh, you, you should even have him on days when like a Tuesday when the team's not playing, Gallman should be in your lineup. He's definitely a set-it-and-forget-it type of player right now. Uh, we got Phillip Rivers. Uh, he's missing practice with that plantar play rupture in his foot. Probably going to require surgery at the end of the year, but not a chance he misses the game against the Raiders this week. Big, big game with playoff implications for both teams, so Rivers definitely not missing the game. Uh, the, the next one is a little near and dear to my heart personally and my fantasy team. Unfortunately, Antonio Gibson, he ain't playing. I mentioned it before with McKissick and uh, Peyton Barber, but I don't know if Gibson's going to play again the rest of the year, to be honest with you. Turf toe doesn't go away. I remember Darren McFadden missed like half his career in Oakland uh, with turf toe. It's basically like a hyper extension of your toe, which sounds awful. It's basically you stub your toe and you have to walk around with that for weeks. It's not fun. I would not wish it upon anybody, but especially Antonio Gibson, who's been one of my best running backs. Uh, so unfortunately, you're going to have to look somewhere else. There is some waiver pickups that we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but, I mean, I'd be trying to pick up his backup right now because Washington's playing phenomenal. <clears throat> Moving on to my Las Vegas Raiders. We got Josh Jacobs, who was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Actually, actually didn't practice Wednesday, limited on Thursday, but that's the right direction. <clears throat> You're going to want Jacobs in your lineup. You, I don't think he's going to have the big 120-yard games that you know we might think. And if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's He's going to be in trouble, but I do think he's going to get at least one touchdown this week, probably around 12 to 13 points. Very good flex option, but you got to keep a look, uh, got to pay attention to those uh, injury reports as they come out the week. You'll know more probably Friday afternoon, Saturday morning if he's going to play. My guess is he does play, and with Trent Brown back, that's going to open up a lot of holes. Uh, so. Jacobs is definitely a flex play for this week, but don't expect him to win you the week. Uh, and, you know, there's a possibility he may lay an egg. So it's kind of tough to play him, but if you need him because, you know, you're just struggling or don't have anybody else, uh, definitely keep an eye on it. But I think he's in the right direction. Uh, Tyree Kill mispracticed Wednesday from an illness, and it's not COVID, so just keep an eye on it. Uh, keep Pay attention to my Twitter, Eddie at TSP, or at Eddie TSP on Twitter, because I'll be posting updates for Tyree Kill all week. Definitely a must-play player if you have him, obviously, saying the obvious answer. And then Debo Samuel mispracticed uh, Wednesday, limited Thursday with the foot that kept him out earlier in the year. Uh, but he'll play, and he has a tough matchup against the Washington football team. To be honest, I'm telling you to avoid him if you can. Uh, find someone else. Brandon a or Ayuk would be a good option if you have him. Um, but, again, not a strong option. Uh, Washington is one of the best secondaries in the NFL. They shut down the Steelers last week, and I know – that they gave up like the 70-yard play, and that's usually what happens with Washington. They give up those big plays. But I think that the Niners' uh, offensive line is definitely not as strong as Pittsburgh's, and they're going to be giving up a lot of hits uh, to whoever's back there, Mullins or, you know, uh, any Garoppolo if they decide to bring him back in, which I don't think they will. Uh, 
But either way, I think that front of Washington is going to get to him. Debo's not going to have many uh, opportunities. A lot of quick screens, which is what they use him well for. But I don't see uh, I don't see them being able to move the ball much this week. So definitely trying to stay away from the Niners, and we'll get more into that as the show goes on. Cool, so let's get into the most important segment, the segment that you guys have all tuned in to listen to. We're switching it up again. We're going with the top fives. We got top fives from each position except for tight end because, hey, good luck. Um, And since it's the playoffs, I know you guys need more info. So that's what we're here for. We're here to drop that more info, get it to you the way you need it. Um, And then, again, if there's something that you hear that you don't get a chance to uh, get the question in, hit me up. At Eddie TSP on Twitter, and I'll make sure to uh, get you the answer you're looking for. Let's start over at quarterback. I got five quarterbacks I'm willing to talk about today. Uh, some of them I got more detail than others, um, but we're going to start with my number one quarterback this week was Russell Wilson. I have a feeling that the Jets are the perfect medicine for an eight for a struggling Seahawks team. Uh, Russ needs to get back to trusting his offense, getting the ball down the field, and getting out of the pocket with his legs, extending plays. Luckily, with the Jets coming in, that's exactly what it'll do. Plus, they just fire Greg Williams, and hey, you never know—he might just—you know—they might just send a cover zero on like third and thirty and get a big bomb. So, um, Russell Wilson's definitely going to be my number one quarterback to start this week. Uh, number two is actually going to be Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's in ja- uh, Jacksonville this week, and we all know how poor that Jacksonville defense is, right? Uh, they're fourth in points allowed to quarterbacks at 22.3. And the nice thing is they t- find a way to keep games close. So it won't be a blowout. You won't have them handing the ball off at the end of the game just trying to run out the clock. And the emergence of Davis is only going to help Tannehill through the air. A.J. Brown's a little beat up, but uh, he's still expected to play. And Davis had like almost 200 yards receiving last week. So Tannehill's looking for him now as well. He's got two options to go to. I'm seeing a strong performance out of Tannehill this week. 300 for three touchdowns. Easy. Not to mention what he can do on the ground because, you know, Tannehill can still get out of the pocket and get, get it done with his legs. So um, I see a big offensive game for uh, the Titans this week. Uh, Henry and Tannehill both. So keep that in mind. And I think uh, Tannehill's a good play. Me personally, I know I'm starting him in my fantasy playoff league this week. Um, and then we're going to go number three. We're going to go Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. You can't take him out of a top five any week. Uh, he's got the uh, most fantasy points in fantasy football this year. Uh, he's second in average points a week only to Devontae Adams. Uh, so... Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a must start. I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, we got Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers going into Detroit. He's a, uh, and the thing is, a lot of these guys I'm, a t- I'm telling you right now are guys that uh, you obviously are going to play. But if you have like a decision between like two quarterbacks with matchups, things like that, don't worry about it. Aaron Rodgers is going to torch Detroit. Uh, Detroit's allowing about 20 points per game to quarterbacks. I mean, last week Trubisky threw for 270 yards and a touchdown. That's like giving up 400 yards to anybody else uh, in the league, and I think that's what Rodgers is about to do. Uh, Aaron Rodgers can win you a week this week, and I think that's what's going to happen. So definitely go ahead and throw Aaron Rodgers in there, obviously. Uh, But here's one that might not be so obvious. I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. 
Matt Ryan going into L.A. to face the Chargers. And let's be honest, the Chargers look like they've kind of given up. Uh, that performance last week was disgusting. You know, I know Link came out and said, like, they're not going to make the playoffs, you know, even though they saw the chance. He said they're dead. But, you know, at the same time, they have to have a better performance than that. But the defense isn't. And Matt Ryan, he's been playing pretty well since they fired Quinn. You know, four and three, uh, the Falcons are since he's uh, been ter- terminated. And at the same time, I think they're trying to play for Morris's job. I think they really like him, and the defense definitely has stepped up uh, since he's been gone, since he's been added, I'm sorry, uh, as the head coach. Uh, two of those losses that the uh, Falcons uh, had were against the Saints, and he's thrown for over f- uh, 280 yards in five of those games. So. With all that being said, you got Julio Jones coming back, Calvin Ridley who's going to play. Uh, it's going to be a prime, prime matchup for Matt Ryan. Uh, if you're worried about whether you're going to play him or someone else, I definitely play Matt Ryan. There's not many other players I would actually choose over him this week. Someone you got to bench, and this hurts me because I'm benching him, Kyler Murray. He can't throw the ball downfield, and he's not running the ball either. You know, I with the fact that I saw a stat where DeAndre Hopkins hasn't run yard, uh, routes past 11 yards on any of his receptions in the last two weeks is the tall tale sign. If he's not getting out the f- pocket and throwing it downfield, they have no shot. And I'm not talking about the Cardinals because this is a fantasy show. I could care less if the Cardinals actually win the game. But he ain't going to do it for you on your fantasy team. If you have another option, you got to think about uh, using them. Plus, they're facing the Giants. And let's face it, believe it or not, the Giants are fifth in the league against opposing quarterbacks, 16 points per game. And they have one of the top defense uh, defensive backs in the league right now. They're just on a roll. Their, conf- their confidence is sky high, only giving up 12 points last week to Russ Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think the Giants have a strong potential of winning this game. And when the Giants win, it's ugly, low-scoring games. So, unfortunately, he may have got you here, but you got to bench Kyler if you want to win. Uh, look on the waiver wire. Try to find someone else. We'll give you some tips here a little bit later on who I think those people are. But you got to do something. You cannot roll with Kyler this week. Can't do it. Won't do it. All right. Let's move on. We're going to get down to the running backs now. And, again, a lot of these guys are going to be guys that you're obviously playing. Um, But I just think that these are the ones that you have to play. Like, these are the ones that are going to get you those dubs. So James Robinson versus Tennessee. Titans are allowing 130 yards and four of their last five games on the ground. And Robinson is the only one who touches the ball out of the Jacksonville backfield. Uh, He's going to get some receptions out of the backfield too. Uh, And – you know, the best rushing defense he's faced this year actually was the Cleveland Browns, which he torched for 128 yards and a touchdown. James Robinson, got to play him, must play him. Uh, that brings us down to Aaron Jones, who's, again, going against Detroit. And let's be honest, that touchdown that he had last week to end the game, basically, for the Packers was something out of Madden. He's juking. He's spin moving. He's stopping on a dime. Defenders are running past him. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. Aaron Jones has got to get it going. He's going to get it going, especially against that Detroit defense. And the Packers always look to run the ball before they look to throw. So I'm looking for Jones to be in the 20s, 
going to get you high, high ceiling this week. you got to roll with them, got to play them. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, I called it last week that he was not going to have a good game, and he didn't. Uh, but this week he's going to bounce back, especially against that Jacksonville defense that's allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. Um, he's going to get the ball, and there's a strong possibility. I mean, I know I mentioned it earlier that Jacksonville keeps it close, but it's still the Jaguars. There's a possibility that it is a blowout, and if that's the case, that's even better for Derrick Henry. Uh, it's a definite bounce back game. They need this win just to, you know, stay alive in their own playoff race. And we need this win so that we can stay alive in our playoffs. So Derrick Henry must play. Another must play, Chris Carson. I saw a lot of reports out there where people were – Chris Carson was only started in, I think, 52% of fantasy leagues last week, and that's a shameful. Chris Carson has been the best player on the Seattle Seahawks, most consistent. Um, Yeah, Metcalf gets the flashy plays. Yeah, Russ gets the flash – you know, gets all the talk and stuff. But Carson, when he's out there, the Seahawks are definitely a different team. Uh, He's just getting back in the fold last week, and this week I think he's going to get more carries, higher percentage. Uh, so definitely look to get Chris Carson out there because he's going to get you the catches. He's going to get you the yards, uh, both. So I know I have him playing, and I think he's getting me around 15 to 17 points a week in my uh, one-point PPR league. Chris Carson's definitely got it. You got to get him in there. Can't play anybody else. Jonathan Taylor, as much as this hurts me to say, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a field day. Raiders can't stop the run, nor do they worry about teams throwing the ball to their running backs. 27th in points allowed at 22 points a week to opposing running backs. 22. Shameful. Shameful. Shouldn't happen. John Taylor, he's going to be the Colts' best weapon, if not one of their only weapons. Because one thing that the Raiders do, which is surprising, I didn't know this actually until I was doing a little bit more research tonight, is... They're actually top 10 in fancy points allowed to wide receivers. Uh, they're not getting burned by the wide receivers. They're getting burned by tight ends and uh, running backs. So, you know, this is definitely a strong point for uh, Jonathan Taylor. He had a great game last week. Nice little bounce back game. I've been saying don't play him until he proves something. And he, he proved it last week. So definitely Jonathan Taylor is going to be a must play. Another guy I'm going to tell you to stay away from. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't think he's going to be the number one back in Kansas City, and even if he is, they're going to split that time between Lev Bell. Uh, Last week when Hilaire was out with the illness, Bell came in, had a pretty solid game, and it looked like Andy Reid had nothing but uh, compliments for him in the postgame presser, which is never good for a young back. Uh, And plus the week before when he did play, he only got 4.9 points against Tampa. That's not going to get it done. None of you can afford to have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire getting 4.9. I think that trend continues. Maybe a few more i think his floor is going to be really low this week and that's a problem that's the problem you're going to have with Hilaire. uh not that he's not going to get you know he's not going to get touches i just don't think he's going to produce with those touches so pl- stay away don't play him all right wide receivers we're going to move it down and normally i'd be telling you to go dk metcalf here i do think he's going to have a hot week this week uh, but i'm actually going to go with tj lockett uh, Tyler Lockett, excuse me. I don't know where TJ came from. Uh, Tyler Lockett's going to have a day. I think they're going to try to double-team DK this week because the Jets, I mean, they can't really do anything anyway. But Lockett is going to be the guy that gets open. Uh, he's starting to play a little bit better, had a, had a big game last week. Uh, but 
at the same time, I think that Lockett needs to be more involved. When Russ is really going, he's hitting those deep balls to Lockett. I think he's been kind of focusing on Metcalf a little too much. Uh, and luckily, the Jets' defense can help with uh, getting a guy going. Um, mentioned it earlier, but Chris Godwin is definitely going to have a good game. This is actually, again, talking about Godwin, Brown, and Gronk. I love the matchup so much with Evans out. I have to repeat it again. I know you heard it already once, but play anything Tampa Bay this week. I'd even go down and say playing Scotty Miller, uh, picking him up, having a good run with him because he's going to be filling in for Evans there uh, as the slot guy. And, you know, I think he's going to get some stuff done. That's if you have deep, deep leagues. He'll probably get you around 12 points, which is good. Uh, so anybody on Tampa, I think you're going to have to play. Every All the uh, targets are going to go up. Uh, Robbie Anderson, you guys know how much I love Robbie Anderson, Mr. Consistent. Um, he also might be the only healthy receiver in Carolina this week. Uh, but if he's not and Samuels is able to play, uh, boy, he's been suspended. You know, that's going to open up a hole uh, in that uh, Broncos secondary. And if Samuel does play, then that would put a nickel corner on Robbie Anderson. You know he's going to get the ball thrown to him. McCaffrey's out, as we mentioned earlier. So you're going to be able to get those targets. He's going to get his 9 to 10 targets. He's going to have his day. And he's going to have a couple, at least one touchdown this week. I'm thinking big things for Robbie Anderson in that 17 to 20-point range. And a guy that got absolutely shut down last week, and you might be second-guessing, but don't, is uh, Terry McLaurin. Alex Smith, redemption game. He's going to going to need to throw to someone and McLaurin is definitely that dude you know I think he got bottled up more from a strong secondary uh last week I mean he had a Joe Hayden on him and he also had uh Fitzpatrick over the top I mean you're not really going to get too many opportunities with that um and on top of that is that the uh Steelers secondary uh really shut down the whole offense until really the second half. And then Alex Smith kind of got it going, but that was more to the tight ends, right? Uh, so I think the focus for uh, the Niners this week is going to be focusing on Logan Thomas, and that's going to leave McLaurin more open because they're going to have to choose which one they're going to stop, right? If they double both, maybe, but then you got to worry about McKissick coming out of the backfield. So uh, look for Terry McLaurin to have a good game. I'm um, thinking around that 18-point mark. You know, touchdown, 80 yards, you know, five to six catches, something around that. A pretty solid performance from a guy who got you literally nothing last week. Uh, and the last one, got to play. I'm t- you're saying Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, either one. If you got one or the other, go for them both. Falcons are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers in the league this year. And at the end of the day, like I said, pride's got to take over for the Chargers. They still have Herber, who's still trying to go for rookie of the year. Uh, you know, and despite your coach, who is taking over special team duties, might be the first time I've ever heard a coach actually have to do that. Uh, unbelievable, in my opinion. Uh, but... You've got to win despite your coach. You've got to play hard despite the coach. Because if you if the Chargers shit the bed now, Herbert could be screwed for years to come. Not saying that might that would happen, but I think Keenan Allen gets it going this week. Back to the fantasy aspect. Um, I'm expecting huge numbers, actually. Like 10 catches, maybe 150, 160 yards. We might be talking like top five wide receiver this week. Uh, definitely going to Keenan Allen. Um 
I told you guys last week to pick up Kiki Cootie, Kute, however you say his name. The dude balled out. So I hope if you haven't got him, then you're going to have to pick him up this week. And a guy to sit. Now, this is going to hope this might save you if you're, if you're listening. You got to sit Diggs. I know it sounds crazy because he's just been tearing it up all year. But at the, look what the Steelers did last week to McLaurin. We just went over it. He literally had nothing. And they're going to have the same treatment with Hayden and Fitzpatrick on Diggs that they had put on McLaurin. And I just don't see Diggs getting the ball uh, as often, especially with Cole Beasley on the other side. So if you got Cole Beasley, I'd say throw Cole Beasley in there because he's going to get a lot of targets this week. Um you know, Steelers are 13th in the league um, in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers, uh, but they're actually second in the league against opposing teams' number one wide receivers. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of those points are going to the, to the slot guys, the tight ends, and that's why I'm saying Cole Beasley's going to be a must-play this week. It's a huddle, guys. It's a huddle. Huddle, Latin for round. Come on, turn around. All right, there you go. All right, now, communication is the key. I signal the quarterback with the play, he relates it to you in the huddle, and then we try it on the field. Okay, let's do it. Okay, guys, it's a curl out to the fullback on two. Hey, 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 wait a second. How come you never call a play for me? You're a tackle, diphead. Hey, nobody calls me a diphead except my brother. Guys, 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 wait, wait, wait. I'll just run the ball. You always run the ball. Why can't I run the ball? Because you're slow and no one likes you. Well, you can't go to my birthday. Oh boy. Okay, guys, that was good for a first time. Let's try it again. Need to get prepared for the NFL weekend? Join us on APR, the annexation of Puerto Rico, an ode to the Little Giants movie of 1994 starring Ed O'Neill and Rick Moranis, a new football podcast brought to you by Taproom Sports Podcasts. It features Taproom Sports Podcast hosts Jordan, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats, and Big Ballin' Ben Larson. Joined by Weekend Waiver Wires, Steady Eddie Martin, and me, Tiffany, from Picks by Chicks, as we preview the upcoming week slate of games from a betting and fantasy point of view. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more All right, that's going to conclude the uh, top fives of the week. Again, hit me up on the on Twitter if you guys have any more questions. Um, I know that we're just going through. We're just trying to get you those dubs, and, you know, we may not get to every player. So um, I definitely appreciate this playoff edition of the Weekend Waiver Wire. But before we uh, jet out of here, we got to get you my five, five waiver pickups and five sits for the week. All right, waiver pickups. Again, Kiki Kote. If you guys didn't get him last week, you didn't listen to me. He's he's still available. He's only owned, excuse me, in 27% of leagues. Here's another one. Same team, Houston Texans. Chad Hansen. Only owned in 5% of leagues. And I think he had like five catches for 80 yards last week. So he's definitely that slot guy that they're trying to get involved. We got Ty Johnson, running back from the New York Jets. Only owned in 2% of uh, leagues coming into this week. And he has had 100 yards and a touchdown last week against the Raiders. And looks like he's going to be the one getting the ball since Frank Gore is probably out with that concussion. I'm going to get you Jalen Hurts. 
owned in 33% of the leagues, getting the start this week over Carson Wentz, finally. And the reason I'm saying roll with Jalen Hurts is you need two quarterbacks in your fantasy playoffs. We talked about this before, uh, and you've got to have an option. You're going to need somebody in case you have a Kyler Murray who's down. And we don't know what Hurts can do or can't do. And with no tape on him, I think he's going to have big games for the first two weeks. That's going to get you into your Super Bowls. So look for Jalen Hurts. Uh, play him at your own risk this week but i like him for next week and then we got jordan reed who tight ends has been rough man jordan reed's owned in 30 percent of fantasy leagues and he's pretty consistent had that touchdown late at the end of the game last week uh so i think that's going to continue they're going to have to find a way to get the ball to somebody especially because washington is just tough as a secondary so i think jordan reed's able to pick up some uh some more plays this week and you know probably get you around 12 to 15 points uh as a tight end and as a tight end getting double digits is all you can ask for it without crazy tight ends have been this week all right so these are going to be my big five sits of the week we got number one baker mayfield can't play him against the ravens uh don't trust them they're gonna to have to run the ball to win that game miles sanders don't know what they're gonna do with hurts in there are they gonna throw it are they gonna run it are they gonna run a bunch of rpo don't know yet can't trust them don't want you guys to lose your week because of them Raheem Mostert going against Washington. Washington just allowed 20 yards rushing or whatever it was to the uh, Steelers, given they didn't try to run the ball that much. But Raheem Mostert, I told you to play him last week, and I was wrong, uh, so don't play him. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Baker ain't going to have a good day. Landry's not going to have a good day, so stay away. And last and definitely not least, Chase Claypool. Do not, I repeat, do not go with Claypool this week. I just don't trust the Steelers until they get that offense going. Man, playoffs are here, right? It's the best time of the year. It's the time we've all been waiting for. Get out there. Get your wins. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. Again, this has been a presentation of the Taproom Sports Podcast Network. It's the Weekend Waiver Wire. I'm your host, Steady Eddie Martin. Have any questions, hit me up, Eddie at TaproomSportsPodcast.com or at EddieTSP on Twitter. Uh, any questions you got, I'm feel free to an- I will be answering all questions. Uh, Pay attention to the Twitter and the Instagram and uh, the Taproom Sports uh, pages as I will be posting updates on fantasy players that I'm seeing throughout the weekend. Uh, Good luck out there. Get that dub. I hope you do. If you do, send me pictures of your fantasy roster. Send me pictures of that win, and I'll make sure we get it on the Twitter and we get it on our Taproom Sports webpage. Uh, Just so we can, you know, we all got to celebrate these wins and losses. Until next time, appreciate you all kindly. Uh, couldn't do it without you, wouldn't do it without you, and I'll catch you next time.